you when you need to know what's happening, it's 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 time to get in the huddle with Carl Duke, Brian Baldinger, and Jason Lacanfora. Back for another edition of In the Huddle. My man Brian Baldinger is here. Of course, Nick Costos, you better you bet. And we're gonna talk about the games coming up this week, guys. Three weeks left in the NFL. It's huge when you start talking about the playoff ramifications, but we're talking about the betting angles. And also, Jason Lockon 4 is going to join us a little bit later. We'll chop it up about all the stuff heading uh, into this weekend. Nick, let's talk about the 49ers right now because I think they're the best team. Baldy, best team in the NFL. So tell me about this game this weekend because Baltimore and San Francisco, Baltimore heading to San Fran. Christmas. We get football on Christmas. What a treat for us. And the 49ers are a five-point favorite as we speak. Does this line move? What do you think? And the Ravens traveling out west, how difficult of a game is this for them? Well, I w- great to be on with you guys. That is a, a Christmas treat for sure on Christmas night. I don't know about the other two games, especially for me growing up a Giants fan with my friends and family. Merry Christmas. Here's an angry Eagles team in Philadelphia. About to ruin three hours of your December 25th. Can't wait for it. Maybe the Giants can keep it close, but, or maybe not, whatever. Um, so for the Monday night game, I'm actually surprised, guys. And look, like I, I always, I always want to say like I'm really confident about things a lot of the time, but I, I, I can always be wrong. So I'm never trying to paint something as a certainty, right? I'm pretty surprised that Baltimore got bet. Um, so the number on the screen here, and Carl, I think you alluded to, it, it's like five or four and a half. We were on the verge of hitting six. So so people know, five is a, a dead number. Like it doesn't matter. Games don't land five. Think about the math in the NFL. Right. Um, and you don't have to be like a, a you know, the algebra genius, calculus genius to figure that out. Right. So six is the next number up that we're talking about. And we were right on the cusp of six. And now we're like moving more down towards four and more down. It's never going to go to three. I'm not insinuating that just that I'm surprised that the direction of in this game was not up towards San Francisco. Um, and like, yeah, we can have like a Ravens conversation here. Uh, for me, this is just about the Niners. Um, the Niners are, in my estimation right now, and I think a lot of people that do kind of like what I do, uh, they are by far the highest rated team in the league. Like power rating wise, this is your best team, like with a bullet. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to win the Super Bowl or even make the Super Bowl, right? But on, on paper, they are the, the, the big-time favorite right now, the best team. Um, and I think they deserve to be at least a six-point favorite here. Now, I woke up this morning and got myself a gun. No, I just – I saw – I was reading. And uh, Kyle Hamilton, like Ravens, like star young safety, right, and like slot cornerback, saying that he feels disrespected by the betting line, right, that how can we be underdogs in this game? It's so, like, well, because – the other team's a lot better than you are. And if Jacksonville could pull its head out of its derriere on Sunday night and actually score some points, you know, maybe we'd feel differently about this game going into it, right? Like, great, like the Ravens uh, held Jacksonville down. I think that's a lot more about Jacksonville's unforced errors than Baltimore. So um, this is not to trash the Ravens. The Ravens are really good, obviously. Maybe the Ravens get there in the end, and this is our Super Bowl preview on our Super Bowl matchup. But this is like San Francisco at home. Uh, I, I, love the, I love the Niners in the game, so I bet them. Uh, I like the overall. So San Francisco scores on everybody, and then it's Lamar in, in comeback mode, and I I certainly think he can do enough to get this game over the total. But I I like give me San Francisco. I'll lay it with the Niners on Christmas night. What about Miami Dallas guys? Dallas Dallas Dallas. Like believe don't believe believe don't believe. Oh, they're really good at home. They're terrible on the road. 
So Miami showed you last week they can win without Tyreek. Can they do it again if he's not available? Don't know what the circumstances are there. Nick, what are you thinking about this Dolphins game? And it's only a two-point spread, right? Yeah, yeah. So I for, so I disagree with the point spread, uh, first off. Um, the I think the game should be a pick 'em. We're not talking like a tremendous difference here, but like I I disagree. I think this is literally like I think Dallas is better than Miami on a neutral field. The implication of this line is that like they are equal on a neutral. And like I disagree with that. I think this is recency bias. And it doesn't have to be wrong, but it's recency bias from what we saw last weekend. That Dallas gets bludgeoned on the road in Buffalo, and then Miami bludgeons, you know, in one of the most pathetic performances you'll ever see. Uh, the Jets this past Sunday. So I first off, like I, I disagree with the point spread. Um, this is kind of like the fraud bowl in the way a lot of people talk about these two teams this year and talk about the NFL in 2023. you got a Dolphins team that the knock against them is they can't beat anybody good. And then you have a Dallas Cowboys team that the knock against them kind of is, and I know they beat the Eagles a couple of weeks ago, when they have to step up in class and play in big games, they can't beat anybody good. So whatever the opposite is of the immovable force meets the irresistible, or whatever irresistible force meets the immovable object, that's this. Two bad forces colliding together, and which one is worse almost. Um, I'm willing to side here, especially at this point in the week, where, and we talked about this last week, right? Like throughout the week, Miami's injury report was like catastrophic heading into the game against the Jets. And then the Jets were so bad that like Miami looked like the 72 iteration of the team, right? It was, it was that bad. Um, Miami's injury report on Wednesday, and we do this on Thursday morning. So I think Tyreek's going to play in the game. That's all the reporting, but literally the entire offensive line didn't practice on Wednesday. Now, maybe they all play on Sunday, or maybe a couple of guys are out. And I think going up against uh, what's going to be an angry Cowboys team here will be different going up against a Jets team playing out the string. Bounce back spot for the Cowboys. They'll be able to take advantage of injuries and like ineffectiveness maybe in the Dolphins secondary that the Jets couldn't. I think Dallas goes into Miami and wins the game. I like the Cowboys coming up on Sunday. Nick Costos, you better, you bet. Brian Boldinger, Carl Dix with you. It's In The Huddle, guys. Subscribe, like us, and tell your friends. Also, watch us at, at In The Huddle Pod. Nick, how in the hell are the Falcons a one-point favorite over the Indianapolis Colts this weekend? Good question. How? How? Listen, guys. I... Maybe Arthur Smith is like a really nice guy. I'm not here to say he's like a bad guy or anything. Just that I feel like there's nothing more important in this country in 2024 than us all banding together to make sure the Atlanta Falcons have a new offensive play caller next season. That's that has, that has to be number one on the list here. This is this this kill is killing me right now with Atlanta. Uh, the betting line, um, I think it's a lot of it's not Desmond Ritter starting and look like it is. It, it doesn't even have to be about Taylor Heineke. It's some like living, breathing human other than Desmond Ritter starting. What was the, the single worst interception I've seen all year? The one he threw at the end of that game last week. That was the worst one I've seen with a chance to win the game. But like, can I? Uh, so I, I, I get it that I'm sure, and Baldy, I'm sure like you feel like this sometimes, like when we talk, right? Because you, you played, you study at the highest level. And I'm like some schmuck, honestly, like sitting uh, sitting on his couch watching the games. So I watch a football my whole life, but I, I I never played. I never coached. I'm not an expert here. Like, does, does anything about what, what Arthur Smith does with this offense and the way he uses his playmakers make any sense at all? No. Like, am I missing something? It doesn't, right? No. No. I mean, you've got three, you've got four incredible playmakers on that offense. And to see Drake London has two touchdown catches, like it's just ridiculous. Um, what how they what what they even think about because the offense line is pretty good. Like they should be scoring at a much higher rate than they are. So I mean, I love the Colts in this game. I like the way they're playing. I like the way they're coached. I like the way Gardner Minshew is playing. I just like this team is a team, and they they really play together and they maximize. I mean, 
Tyler Goodson comes in the game last week after Zach Moss goes out. Nobody even knew who Tyler Goodson was, and they ran the ball great. So in Green Bay. So I, I, Dude, I like Sermon, Sermon was brutal his entire career, and then he yeah. looked like a pro bowler last week. Um, Steichen's awesome. Like he, he's 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 phenomenal. He's great. Is he, is he, I think you said yesterday, Nick, that he's number one right now for coach of the year. So is that, is that true? So I can give you like like a quick like quick synopsis of that market because I actually think like for people out there that want to bet this, I think there's an opportunity here. Dan Campbell is the favorite. Has been the favorite all year in the market. I guess like if they won out and like they beat Dallas in an island game next week, like he has a chance. I don't think he's going to win. I I think it's Steichen. And by the way, the Colts play the Texans in week 18, and that could be for a playoff spot. Like, that could be the coach of the year bowl with Steichen and D'Amico Ryan. The other guy, and like, I I know a lot of people that vote on awards. I I worked for NFL radio for a decade, so I work like in the league and in the media. The guy that I would look at for people is Stefanski. Uh, If the Browns go like 11 and 6, also, Joe Flacco might win comeback player of the year. I know ha- Demar Hamlin's a huge favorite, but that, that that's an award conversation. But Steichen is is the co uh the second choice in the market along with Ryan's. Dan Campbell's the favorite. I don't think Campbell should be the favorite, but um St- Steichen's unbelievable here. Yeah, this is like it's Shane Steichen and Arthur Smith pick the winner of the game. I'll take the Colts. And uh, look, look at the 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 straights that the Cal- uh, the Eagles offense is in without Shane Steichen right now. He's looks look completely different. And like for a better. And if you out there listening, like you bet Shane Steichen is like, like the, the king of overs because they run such an insane play volume. They're not like, and this is not a criticism of teams that do this. Like some teams take the play clock all the way down to zero. The Colts are running play after play, after play, after play. And we call it right. Like betters call it. And on the show week, Shane Steichen overs. And so if Desmond Ritter is the quarterback, you don't feel as good about it. But with Taylor Heineke, who can make the wow play good and score for his team and can also make the wow play bad and have the other team score. I think it makes you like the over in this game a lot. Um, I, I like the over. That's my preferred play in this game with Indy and Atlanta. Pick the winner. I'll take Shane Steichen over Arthur Smith. Here's a quick tidbit for you guys. And I could talk about this all day, but I won't. <laughs> this team under Arthur Smith has not won three in a row since he took over this team. So if you think they're going to win out and win three in a row against the Colts, the Bears and the Saints, the odds, Nick, and we're talking about odds here, are very unlikely. You're going to lose out. You're going to lose to all three of those teams. I'm just telling you, that is what they have to do, and they have not won three in a row since he took over. Okay? 20, 21, 22, 23. So that is the odds against this team at this point in the season. Nick Costos, let's talk about the Cleveland Browns. You just mentioned Joe Flacco. What a story, man. Got through for 200 yards in the fourth quarter last week. It was absolutely incredible. And they are at Houston, okay? Um, when CJ is out, we know this is a different team, and we saw it. Is CJ playing this week? Because that's really the question, right, as to what's going to happen in this game when we talk about Cleveland heading down there and uh, being a favorite by two and a half points. So this is what's called um, like an in-between number, right? When And we see this in the NBA a lot. When like a like a superstar player is questionable, the line will kind of be in an in-between zone. And we saw this on Monday night, by the way, with the Eagles and the Seahawks, when we didn't know who Seattle's quarterback was going to be and the number sitting like Eagles minus four. And then if Locke is going to play, it's going to go up to five and a half. And if Geno's going to play, it's going to go down to three. Um, so this right here is what we call an in-between number. Shaded towards Cleveland because the expectation is Stroud is not going to play. So Adam Schefter and then ESPN's um, Houston Texans reporter kind of... Um, 
reporting in unison. I don't know if this was yesterday or Tuesday, but earlier this week, that Shroud is not going to play in this game. And Houston goes from being a two and a half point favorite now to be a two and a half point underdog. So here's what I can, and like, you don't have to be like a betting expert to figure this stuff out. Like I have literally just like, that's, that's the answer as to why the point spread is what it is. So now you like the person at home can ask yourself this question. Okay. So we think Stroud's going to be out. What happens when, whether it's today on Thursday or tomorrow on Friday, when the final injury report comes out, or maybe like it stretches into the weekend when it is officially announced that CJ Stroud is not playing. And we'll see about Nico Collins, whether he can play us. But Stroud's the guy that impacts the point spread. What happens when that happens? Cleveland's going to get bet. Like, the people that are kind of like waiting to bet Cleveland will wait and will bet Cleveland. Meaning that this spread goes up to three for sure if and when Stroud's out. Maybe it goes through three and maybe we see a three and a half. So, I think that as a better, you want to make a valuable bet. My opinion is... And I don't want to make this bet because I I like the Browns. I bet Kevin Stefanski to win coach of the year. I bet Joe Flacco to win comeback player of the year. I would like to win like a lot of money on these bets. Um, I think your decision becomes it's Houston or nothing at three or three and a half. Like you're you like two and a half. No, three is the most key number. The number that games land on the most. And uh, D'Amico Ryan's to me kind of felt a little bit like the guy on the other sideline last week, like Vrabel. Winning that game, like not just covering the spread, covering the three F, they won with with Keenum on the road in tennis. What? It's a hell of an effort without their top two wideouts and their starting quarterback. Um, so you're going to give me the home dog here with a really good coach, like a well coached team, getting three against Joe Flacco, and I love Flacco. I'm wacko for Flacco. It's Houston or nothing. But your entry point is when Stroud is declared out and the point spread goes up. That's I how I'm choosing to I think this is a battle of two really good defenses. I mean, you saw Houston just completely shut down Derrick Henry last week. Yeah. D'Amico's done an unbelievable job. He played that game close to the vest. You remember, Nick, like they kicked the field goal on fourth and one. They didn't like try to go for it. They kicked, they just kept kicking field goals and won it in overtime. Took all 70 minutes to get to, you know, to, to get the win. But I think this is going to be the under all the way in both because both teams are just led and fueled by great defense. Cleveland's as good as anybody. Um, but I think that that that's where this game is going to be. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think it's going to get to 40 guys. What's going on with the Detroit lions at Minnesota Sunday, one o'clock window. They are a three point favorite. They're wobbling though. What's going on with the lions and do you like them on Sunday? I kind of feel like they kind of like emerged out of their like slumber for, and look like the NFL season so long, even like the 2007 Patriots went undefeated. They had all those games that they like, had Monday night game in Baltimore that they basically got job. The Ravens got job by the officials in that game, um, a game against the Eagles at the end of the year. Like every single team over the course of a long season will have a couple games where they don't, they don't play their best. And I think Detroit came out of that a little bit last, last Saturday night, thumping the, uh, thumping the Denver Broncos. Well, they didn't and, turn the ball over at all. I mean, that was the biggest thing. And uh, right. and this and this isn't an outdoor game for Goff, and like that's a real thing. Like Goff's good. I'm not slandering him. Just like it's a real thing. It's over the course of his career when he plays outdoors in the cold, he usually doesn't doesn't go great. Uh, this will be an indoor game. Um, and like Brian Flores is awesome, done a great job, and maybe he'll be a head coach next year. Probably deserves to be a head coach next yeah. year again. Yeah. Um, felt a little bit like. They got figured out a little bit at, in the fourth quarter last week when, like, all of a sudden, like, Jake Browning looked like Joe Burrow, and they rattled up touchdown after touchdown after touchdown and then, you know, won the game in overtime. So, look, like, I Nick Mullins, great first name, also going to make some crazy passes that'll, that'll drive you nuts. Uh, at three and a half, the, the number right now is Lions minus three and a half. I don't have interest in Detroit at that number. 
It's been three a lot of the week. It may go back down to three. Um, I This is never Minnesota for me. It's only Detroit. I think the Lions keep rolling here. And I like Minnesota. Like, I'm looking to bet on Minnesota in games down the stretch here. Just not against this team this week right now. I'll take Detroit. Hmm. All right, guys. One other game I do want to talk about before we get out of here. Nick Costos, by the way, you can check him out. Great podcast. You better you bet. He does this all week long, guys. We love having him on talking about these games and the betting angles. Um, you mentioned the Monday game. Kansas City last week. Really impressive, right? I mean, they they just kind of turned it on when you thought they were kind of, you know, and again, these receivers keep dropping balls, guys. I don't know what the hell they're going to do with Kadarius Tony. But Raiders at Kansas City. This is, again, Christmas Day, and the Chiefs are a 10-point favorite. I know it's – Nick, you've been saying it, right? Patrick Mahomes is just better than everybody else. But are they going to cover this spread? Um, I would never bet the Raiders. Um, point spread – I think the point spread's right. Kansas – and and just like in, uh, in uh, support of that, it opened 10 and hasn't moved, like literally the entire week. Because I think everyone just looks at it and says, okay, great. If Kansas City were favored by nine and a half, they would get bet. If Kansas City were favored by 10 and a half, the Raiders would get bet. So mm-hmm. I think that's how we get here to Kansas City. Perfect point spread in the game, which makes this just like bet your opinion. Um, my opinion is, I think Kansas City, and I know it wasn't, they won by 10. It was not like the most impressive win. But you are facing like a pretty good defense and like one of the, the, maybe the best coach of all time. And they did win the game by 10 points on the road. Um, I think Kansas City's arc is now going to start to go up as we approach the end of the regular season. And I think the Raiders kind of like had had their moment last week. And I'm not saying that they're going to get blown out in the game, um, lose by, by 40 like the Chargers did last week. I, I, the Raiders kind of like, they they did it already last week. Now, like what's left for the encore after what they did to the Chargers? Uh, I'm not sure how much is going to be there. Chiefs defense is still good. Uh, yeah. I don't love Kansas City. But I like Kansas City in the game. If I had to bet the game, I would only bet the Chiefs. Great stuff. Nick, tell the people where they can find you. First of all, happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you and your family, man. We really appreciate everything that you do for us on In the Huddle. But uh, tell the people where you're at and uh, where they can find you. I appreciate it very much. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you guys as well and to all the listeners. You better you bet weekdays 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Search you bet wherever you find your podcasts. We're on Twitch. Uh, we're on YouTube. We're on Stadium. We're on Sirius XM. Uh, we're also on 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. And you can catch me Sunday mornings on WFAN in New York at 8.30. And I will say, Carl, every time that we do this together yeah, and I and I don't get to hear you do the put them up, <laughs> I actually, I feel like an angel loses its wings. <laughs> I think it's my, my favorite catchphrase in all of sports media. I think it's the absolute best. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate that, Nick. We Merry will Christmas. talk next week, guys. We've got more. NFL football to talk about, but we're counting down to the end of the season. We'll get to the playoffs. Nick's going to be a part of that as well. Hey, Nick, enjoy, man, the holidays, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Wishing everybody minimal sweats, winning bets, the absolute very best of luck. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 